You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to Heart to Heart Chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, I am very excited about today's Walk It Out podcast because I have some amazing guests on. We're going to be talking about books and magazines and basically about being a girl. And since I have seven girls, three boys, I know all about the girl stuff. So we're going to be talking today with the Pitt girls and their dad, Jonathan. So let me tell you a little bit about them. Caitlin, Cameron, and Olivia Pitts are young authors from a ministry, a family of authors. They're sisters of an actress, author, and vocalist, Alina Pitts. And they're also the daughter of Winter Pitts, who was one of my sweet friends, who was the founder of Four Girls Like You magazine. And they're joining me today from Tennessee with their dad, Jonathan. So welcome, everybody. Hey. <laughs> this is so fun. I've never had four people on all at the same time. And we got to meet. Yeah. So we got to meet in Nashville, Tennessee. So Caitlin, do you want to tell a little bit about the book signing there in Nashville? Do you remember about that? Um, yes, it was fun. Yeah, you. it was a book signing with Zondervan. Was it the Nash or the uh, Tennessee Librarians? It was the Librarians Convention, yeah. Yeah, or it was, the, it was a National Librarians Convention. And you found yourself there. What did you think, Katie? Go ahead. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> was that, well, when I walked by, there was a big line of people wanting you to sign books. So you guys probably signed like 100 books or something that day. Yeah, yeah, we signed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so the book that I have, and this is the first one in the Daniels Sister series called Ainsley's Bake, Big Bake Off. And I have your signed copy right here with all your names in the front. <laughs> so um, I know that this is going to be a series. And Caitlin or Katie, the first book is you leading off. So um, what was it like to be involved in the writing of a book? It was really fun and a good experience, and it was cool to like write about my life, kind of. Yeah, and I know yeah, it's like oh, go ahead, Jonathan. Probably, I would say, call it fifty percent real life and fifty percent made up. But like all the different storylines or like things and activities, like Katie, talk about some of the activities in the book that you actually really like or do or did. So, well, baking, and uh, I was in like a gymnastics class. Or in the book, and I used to do gymnastics, and I like to bake. Yeah, so the book just plays off of like real life, kind of real life interests of theirs, which I thought was the best way, or we thought it was the best way for them to really engage with the content in a way that would be fun for them. So, so in the book, do each of you get to like have different characters that you say, okay, this is what I want this character to do? Cameron, did you get to do that? Yes. Yeah, so I'm Ashton in the book, and she dances. And so you got. Oh, go ahead. I'm Amber in the book, and I sing and stuff. And That's Olivia yeah. talking. Yeah. Olivia's Amber. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Oh, and I'm Ansley. 
Yeah. And it's actually a spinoff from the book series that Lena did called that Lena, Alina and Winter did. Um, honestly, all three books came out just within a year and a half of Winter's passing, I think. But um, Lena in the Spotlight was a series that Lena did. And what happened was there were some books that they were supposed to continue doing. And uh, when Winter passed, we thought the best way to honor her, because she always wanted to write with the other girls, was to do a book uh, with each of the girls that kind of is a spinoff of that series. So the Daniel Sisters series is a spinoff of the Daniel Sisters, who were actually the sisters in the Lena in the Spotlight series, Lena being the oldest of four, those four sisters, if that makes sense. Yeah, so those were the, the Lena in the Spotlight series is the first one, and then these are ones that go off of it. Yeah, so three books in the Lena in the Spotlight series. Uh, Hello, Stars. What are they, girls? Hello, Stars. Um, dream. Uh, dream. <laughs> it's so funny. Wait, I I have Hello, Stars. Uh, it might be in the front of this book. We got right yeah. here with us. Oh. Gray dreams and movie screens. And Shining Night. Yeah, so that's the three books in the series, and this is a spinoff. So it basically switches from being from the perspective of Lena Daniels to the, the perspective of each of the three sisters. Each of them have a book that comes from their perspective. Yeah. So Amber's – or uh, Anzi's An- Big Bake Off comes from the perspective of Katie. That is so cool. And I know they're for ages 8 to 12. Um, so these are really books that girls can like read and sit on the back porch and just enjoy themselves. Or um, for even younger kids, the moms can read it loud or dads can read it loud to them. So it's super fun that you're able to work on this together. And I know one of the things that is in this book, um, it talks about that, um, you know, Ainsley or how do you say it? Is it Ainsley or Ansley? It's Ansley. Ansley. See, I know an Ainsley, so I'm going to mess that up. But Ansley and her family moved to a new city to seek a new start after the death of their mother. So did you find a lot of the things um, that you guys experienced ended up being in the book? And I'll ask Caitlin. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's kind of like almost like um, composite stories in a way. Mm -hmm. So we had a, a woman that worked with us. Her name was Janelle that did a lot of work with the girls, like asking them lots of questions and figuring out storylines. And so some of the things like, obviously like their dad's actually a pastor in the book. I'm a real pastor in real life. Um, Katie loves baking. And so the, the baking competition wasn't, you've never done a baking competition, right? Katie? No, that was just to make it interesting. Yeah. But talk about like baking. Like what did you, you love baking? Well, in the book, they talked about cinnamon rolls and I really like to bake those. What was the other one? It was like made up and you combined it and it was like blondies. Oh, blondies. Blondies and cinnamon rolls. That sounds really good. Yeah, we made some of the stuff, but they sound good. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, you know, so many kids are going through this day is just facing hard stuff in their lives. And so, you know, even going through the book when they're reading it, they can realize like, okay, these are ways that I can handle these challenges too. Um, So how has maybe even some of your faith come out in the books? And I'll ask Olivia. I haven't asked Olivia anything yet. Um, So kind of how like our faith has come out in the books is kind of like how we just, in the book, we like pray and we talk to Jesus. Well, Andrea does because it's on her point of view. But like she prays and stuff and she talks to Jesus. And so... Like, we do that here, like, ourselves, and so I feel like that really connects. And, it, and the book just talks about God, so I feel like, like, yeah. Good. Yeah, there's also um, a lot of interactions between the girls and me. Mm-hmm. Um, actually really beautiful for me. And one of the things that we've done for the last, you know, two years since we 
um, last winter, a little over two years ago, if we just spent a lot of time together in prayer and a lot of t- time together just communicating and talking. And so I think one of the beautiful things to me about the series is the relationship that the girls have with their dad, also the relationship they have with their, their aunt, who's uh, Aunt Samantha, mm-hmm. who is actually like uh, my girls have their Aunt Cece, who actually lives with us, who moved in with us after winter passed away. So they have an Aunt Samantha who moved in with them and just the relationship with her and the things that she reminds them and the way that um, she uh, just loves on them and interacts with them. I think it's really beautiful to see how family works and kingdom of God stuff, not just biological family because our family shifted. It's changed a little bit. So that's one of the more beautiful things to me about the series overall. Yeah, I love that. And for those who may not be familiar um, with Winter, Jonathan, and you know, she's a friend of mine and I've talked about her a couple times before on this podcast. I know I've interviewed you before, but why don't you just tell a little bit about her and just her heart for reaching girls um, and why it's so important that you guys are carrying this on. Yeah, it's I, it's honestly one of the most beautiful stories I get to tell, and I'll tell it really quickly. But I was 21 years old dating Winter when she told me that she wanted to write a book, and I just asked her like, "What do you want to write a book about?" She couldn't answer the question. She's like, "I don't know." Fast forward, you know, like six years from then, maybe seven years, we had four girls under the age of five, and she wasn't writing books. She was home as a mom of four girls, and she, God gave her the scripture: "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." And so she began delighting herself in her girls, the very thing that God put in front of her that was really hard at the time, being a mom of four Mm -hmm. girls under the age of five and diapers and formula and all those things. And so when she began delighting in God through delighting in her girls, um, then she honestly found that she was investing in them um, beyond what she ever thought she was capable of. And that would actually lead to her creating for Girls Like You magazine by accident. It was a resource she was creating for our girls, turned into a magazine, which led to all of her publishing. Um, which includes devotionals and coloring books and uh, a Bible study that's actually coming out now and um, other resources, including six fictional books, of which we're talking about the fourth. Um, so I, she would have never seen this coming. I would have never seen this coming. God's just been really kind. And um, what's really beautiful is her delighting in her four girls has led to the creation of a ministry that's delighting in thousands of girls through the magazines and through the books that it's actually still growing and it's really beautiful. So um, the girl, my girls are kind of an extension of that. And it's part of their, their legacy is their mama and all that she's done. They get to participate, which makes me really happy. I try not to pressure them with stuff. Right. Uh, they're still regular little girls. And right now, like tonight, they just want to get out and go do their sleepovers. <laughs> <laughs> we won't, we won't well, keep you too long girls. I promise. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, um, anyway, I think really, I don't know. One of the more beautiful things I get to be reminded of is God's faithfulness even beyond, um, life on this earth. Yeah. And I actually have, um, on my wall, the plaque that talks about, um, you know, dear God and, and praying for our daughters and that she will delight in you. Mm-hmm. And, um, she sent me one of those things in, in my bedroom, right on my wall. So I look at that often and pray for my girls. And I love that, you know, that winter's legacy has gone on, um, through the magazine and the books. And I love that it's growing and that there's more and more people that learn to just, you know, sh- learn how to share God with their girls in real ways. And now you guys are able to do that with the books, which is awesome. Um, so this is the first one that came out. Is the the next one in the series out yet? Um, no, but it's my book and it's called Ashton's Dancing Dreams. That's Cameron talking. Okay. What's, what's your book about? Tammy? It's about um, me dancing and her friend. Um, she Her parents need to move away um, because I think her dad um, has another job and they need to move away. But Ashen wants to try everything to keep her friend like there. And so they enter into a talent show and they make a dance. Oh, very cool. So have you? Yeah, but the, okay. Oh, I was just going to ask if she ever did a talent show. 
Yes. Oh, do you like doing talent shows then? Oh, wait. Have you ever done a talent oh, show? Oh, no. No, no, you no, haven't no, done no. <laughs> She's done dance performances before, <laughs> but not talent shows. But that, yeah, that was just a part of the composite nature of the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole point of it is instead of trying to control your world, like just letting God be in charge and just trusting him with, with your life and with your friendships and with your family and all those different things. So That's great. And so what's the third one going to be? The third one is my book and it's called Amber's Song. And it's about like me, but Amber and she goes to like this camp and she has to decide like who her friends are and like just stuff like that. So it talks about friendship and stuff. So yeah. That's so cool. That was Olivia? Yes. Yeah, that's Olivia. Yeah. There's, a, there's a girl that's a, kind of an antagonist in the story that it'd be easy for her to want to fight with, but instead God gives her a desire to befriend her and uh, treat her with grace and love and mercy. So, yeah. Cool. So, Caitlin, what have you learned, like, in the process of working on a book? Um, it needs a lot of details, and you have to trust God and have patience. <laughs> Every day of my life, that is exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to do when I write books, too. That's really good. Um, mm-hmm. Cameron, do you think that, like, as you get older, that this is something that you're going to want to continue to do? Or are you just going to be like, okay, I wrote a book, and we're done with that? <laughs> Um, <laughs> she looked at me. I'm like, answer honestly. <laughs> I don't. Really, I don't really know. It's kind of like I'll decide as I yeah. go on with my life. Yeah. And Olivia, what's been the most fun part for you? Um, just like the writing process, and um, just like being asked all these questions, so that like we could write the book. So that was just really fun for me. Yeah. So like the, the creativity of it. Yeah. It really, it really um, cause you know, we have an editor that's been working with the girls on those and she's really a beautiful person with a beautiful creative mind, but the way that she engaged the girls around it has been really incredible. And uh, it's, it's been fun to watch and be a part of and the ways that we get, we were able to honor winter and honor her story and our story and um, kind of, use what we've gone through um, to impact people in a fictional way. It's just been, been really awesome. Yeah. So Jonathan, how did that play out in the book? Um, and do you find like it was a healing process, maybe talking through some of those things? Yeah, I think, I don't know. Um, the girls have to speak for themselves. For me, there definitely was. Cause I feel like there were things um, like telling the story and even in a, in a fictional way, being able to uh, share things that, um, cause I was talking with Janelle as well about me and my character, who's their dad in the, in the books. And so there's just a resolve for me, um, just like in writing. So I've write, written some other, you know, non-fictional stuff. It's just been really therapeutic to be a part of cause either fictional or non-fictional, the feelings are still the same and the mm-hmm. emotions you get to have are kind of creating, um, is really beautiful. So, um, yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Is there, what, has there been anything you feel like you've healed from it or what kind of feelings have you, have you gotten going through the process? Anybody? Um, yeah, kind of like like a healing process, I guess. It's you guess. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really think about these things as deeply as we no, do. No, I don't think, I mean, I have my little girls running around and, and doing all their things too, so I totally understand. But I think um, I love that you are able to share, you know, your stories and the things you've gone through and that other kids can kind of understand that. And they might not be going through the same things, but the lessons about turning to God and trusting him and, you know, talking you know, about friendships and, tr- you know, all those things are things that are going to impact other kids out there. And so that is a cool 
part of the process. And, mm-hmm. you know, with my kids, I know sometimes they'll, um, you know, have experiences kind of because of the writing and the things that I do that they never would have maybe been a part of. And I love that, you know, because of your mom and her heart and her just joy in reaching girls that you guys going to be a part of that too. And that is really cool. Yeah. I think they'll probably come to appreciate it a whole lot more as they get older. It's hard to kind of really fully value, you know, when you grow up in it, you know, you're just around it so much, like even like learning to write, understanding the writing process, learning to do interviews and podcasts, like understanding how all this stuff works. It's, um, it's, it's fun to watch, but, um, yeah, they're just regular little girls. Exactly. So when I was, um, first writing my daughter, who's 28 now, she was like eight or nine and I had an article that I would write with her in Guidepost magazine. It was Guidepost for kids. I don't have that anymore, but we'd have to sit down and she'd she'd be bored. And she's like, I don't know if I want to do this. Well, the funny thing is now she teaches English at a university in Europe. (laughs) I don't know. You never know how these things might, uh, might impact you. And you guys want to go to Europe and teach English? They're all pretty good at English and language arts and all that. Uh, That's probably where all four of my girls excel the most. That is awesome. Uh, Cameron shaking her head now. No, she don't want to go. <laughs> so, Caitlin, did you start eighth grade? Yes. How's that going for you? It's going good. It's kind of cool being like the head of the building. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the, the the big people on the campus now. Are you guys going to school or are you doing virtual school? Yes, we're going to school. Oh, cool. So I know there's so many people that aren't able to do that. Yes. And uh, then Cameron and Olivia, you guys are in sixth grade? Yes. What do you think about that? We'll start with Cameron first. Um, It's going good. A lot of homework, but it's going good. Yeah. And Olivia, what do you think? I think it's fun, like switching classes and stuff. Oh, you guys, is this the first year you switched classes? No. No, we did it last year. Did you? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's been an interesting year. They're all... um, they're all in school and they wear masks, walk in the building and there's temperature checks. But honestly, they've been, their school's been healthy. I mean, they've had one teacher get COVID and less than 1% of people at the school have gotten COVID. It's really a low number. So they're uh, controlling things and it's going really well. And um, yeah, it's good. good. It's good. That's good to know. Cause I know a lot of kids are really struggling with all the changes going on in their school. So it's cool that you guys get to like kind of have a normal um, routine in the midst of all this crazy stuff. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So Jonathan, how was it, um, you know, even all the transitions and stuff, um, and social distancing, was it hard for you guys? Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I think back, it feels like a year and a half ago that COVID started, but as soon as it started, their school closed down pretty early on and we were home, um, just spending time at home together. And, that was actually a really beautiful season. I actually turned 40 years old in the middle of that. And so it was like kind of depressing because I thought my 40th birthday was going to be fun. And I was tra- had all this travel set up and that got canceled. But I was able to spend a lot of time with the girls. And our town, you know, we live in a pretty small town, Franklin, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And the town is um, already kind of social distance in a way compared to a lot of the cities that were getting hit hard. And so for a while it was pretty extreme. But, but Franklin has been pretty light. You know, you wear masks when you go to public places, but – the restaurants have been open for a while. Our church has been open for like the last, um, I guess, two months. Not full occupancy, but we worship together. And so I don't know that we've gotten the full brunt of the experience like a lot of um, cities have. Um, I don't know. The girls, 
I th- in ways I think they almost forget that we're in a COVID season. Do you guys forget? Sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. The only thing you don't forget, the reason you don't forget is because the masks, yeah. you know, going into the that's, that's starting to feel normal. That's starting to feel normal? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to wear it all day long in the classroom and everything? No, they say when you move, you mask. Oh, okay. And so like whenever you're sitting down, you don't have to wear it. But whenever you're standing up and moving, you do. <laughs> but unless, like, the teacher is an older teacher then and they, they want you to keep your mask on. Mask. Yeah. It sounds like they really have a good system there. I think you guys are really getting a chance to kind of have a normal school year compared to a lot of other people out there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the one benefit. They're in a smaller Christian school. Not small, but it's actually big for Christian school, but it's a small for a school. And so I think they're able to just kind of keep things a little bit more controlled than other places. And it's been, uh, you know, I'm surprised that we've been so open so long without any closures at all. So it's um, neat to see. That's cool. So we talked about the books and then the magazine is for girls like you. And I know Jonathan, you have something else. You want to talk a little bit about your podcast that you have? I kind of was sure. checking things out. I'm like, wait, I didn't know about this. Yeah, I have a podcast that uh, it's it's brand new. I've I only have about three episodes done. The first episode comes out, um, I guess, end of the first week of September here, and um, it's uh, called the Journey with Jonathan Pitts. And it's really just uh, the the concept of the um, of the podcast is that everybody has a story, everybody has a journey, and I basically use my story and my journey um, to help others others understand theirs. The first season is called My Winter Season, mm. which is actually the name of the book that comes out in February that I wrote, My Winter Season, Seeing God's Faithfulness in the Shadow of Grief. And so it's me just telling stories of God's faithfulness in my life and ways that God's shown up in my grief and really just talking about my journey. And honestly, my hope is that it might encourage others in theirs, especially in the hard things, because grief is just the reality of what happens when you you know have unmet expectations in the form of you know, oftentimes the loss of people, yeah. other times the loss of other relationships and other things. And so, yeah, I'm just sharing my story in hopes that others can identify with it. So yeah, it's i uh, I'll share my story. And then I also have some guests that will be sharing their stories alongside of me. The first season, people that I know really well that walked with me through um, the loss of winter. So um, yeah. And then the book comes out uh, in February, my winter season, seeing God's faithfulness in the shadow of grief. So um, I'm really excited to share that because that's honestly just sharing my story in a little bit, a lot more detail and just ways that God has uh, rescued me. There's a, a verse, Psalms 34, 7 says, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he rescues them. And that's really what my story is. Just God rescuing me, rescuing my girls, rescuing my family, um, just through lots of different angels all around um, and lots of people, his people. And that is really when we're going through those hard times, God shows up so much in his people, um, just their yeah. love and their care. And I've seen videos and, you know, Crystal's a friend of mine and, you know, she would share different things. And um, it gives us a chance to just love in extraordinary ways, um, you know, when, when there's, when hard things come. And of course we don't want the hard yeah. things, but God does show up through people. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. And I know you just had celebrated, was it 15 years um, right before you lost winter? Yeah, 15 years and 27 days we were married. Yep. I was really glad to make that anniversary. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. And I, I, we'll put the link. Um, is the video still up about the it anniversary? Is, yeah. 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 I, you know, I was trying to find a way to celebrate winter. We had no idea uh, that she wasn't sick. She wasn't, there wasn't anything wrong with her that we knew of. Um, and so I was just going into a summer in 2018, July 2018, where. Um, you know, Winter and I were just about to move to Nashville for me to pastor at a church called Church of the City where I'm at now. And so we were literally in the middle of the move and I was trying to figure out how do I celebrate a 15 year anniversary when we're moving location, moving jobs, moving houses, everything was just kind of up in the air. 
And I, there was a song um, from this moment, another song, Still the One, which are both like Shania Twain songs. But I heard like this mashup of um, there's an artist uh, couple, uh, Caleb and Kelsey, that sing the song. And so I heard this song like a couple days before our anniversary, maybe a week. And I'm like, I want to dance with Winter mm. to this song. And so we ended up, a buddy of mine helped me um, uh, basically secure, there was an old mansion that our ministry, um, Dr. Evans, Tony Evans' ministry turned into a, um, a studio and uh, like a, it's an old restored mansion. And so he set up the house with candles and dessert. And I, I pretended to take her to this house to turn the lights off because he said he forgot to turn the lights off and I was going to turn them off. And we left dinner, had like beautiful steaks or wonderful steak dinner and then went to this mansion and I surprised her with dessert and this dance. And I actually was able to record it, which is really beautiful. So now it's like kind of a viral video that's out there where I get to share with the world um, my love for winter. And what's really beautiful for me is seeing how, you know, it's, it's one thing for somebody to know you love them, but it's another thing to see them actively being loved and how much they appreciate it. I can just see it in winter's eyes. And so it was like just one of those final moments um, of gratitude I have um, just to celebrate um, well. Um, yeah, so it's really beautiful. You can check it out. Just I think if you uh, go to YouTube and you type in like winter pits or winter or pits anniversary, you know, pits 15 year anniversary or winter pits anniversary, something like that. You'll find it. Yeah. And we'll be able to put that in the show notes too. And I think it is so special too, that, um, you always have that, like you, you're recording that never knowing what was coming, but that's always yeah. something that you can look back to. Yep. And we were married on June 27th and that happened to be 27 days. She died 27 days after our 15 year anniversary. So I'll always remember the date. Um, because of that. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, I just appreciate all of you being here. I sounds like you have some fun times tonight with sleepovers. <laughs> um, but does anyone have anything else they want to share? No. You're good to go. No. <laughs> well, again, there's the book series, and then the magazine is for girls like you. And you can go, and we'll have all the links in the show notes. Be sure to check them out. And if you have a daughter. They are going to love these resources. So thank you, Jonathan. And thank you, girls. That was such a fun episode. I love how Jonathan said, uh, you know, they're getting ready to go on a sleepover. They were so excited about that. But I love how they still love to share about the books, love to talk about their moms and how the whole family is continuing the vision that Winter had. I love Winter Pitts. She was such a sweet, passionate person. And I love that her family is continuing on with her vision to reach girls, to reach them with books like these about the Daniel sisters, to reach them with the magazines. Um, I just love how they're taking the vision that their mama had and Jonathan's wife had and continuing to reach out to girls and their families. Um, today's Walk It Out verse is Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And I love when God created Winter, he knew that she would have this passion and then he knew that Jonathan and these girls would be able to continue that. Let me just pray for all of us today. Dear God, I thank you so much for each listener, Lord. And I thank you for the dreams and the passion that you place on our hearts. I thank you for Winter's life and the blessing that she was to all of us. I thank you for Jonathan and the girls and all God is doing through them. I pray that you'll continue to bless them, to um, expand their ministry and to show them 
how their unique talents can be used for God's glory. And also, Lord, for each of us to remember that you created good works for us to do even before we were born. And that passion is for us, yes, but it's also for the world and it's for our family, Lord. I pray that you will help each of us to realize today that the goals that we set, the desire to reach other people, it's for also the people in our home, for our families, and that they are blessed as we walk out and serve you. I pray for each listener here that they will, during this next few months, discover a greater understanding of the unique plans and paths you have for each one of their lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, be sure to check out the Four Girls Like You magazine and also the books. I think they will make wonderful gifts um, for the young women in your life. You can find everything at fourgirlslikeyou.com. All this information will also be in the show notes, but make sure you check it out. And I just appreciate you so much. I appreciate you tuning in and listening. I want to share some specials that I have going on. So I have an online shop now. If you go to trishagoyer.com and you click on shop, you will see most of my books. Um, the ones that I have lots of copies in my garage are all there. I have some sales going on. And if you are listening to this episode in November, um, we are having some sales for, you know, we'll call them Black Friday sales, but basically I just love sharing my books with others and I love giving people a great deal so that they can either buy them for themselves or gift them for other people. So if you will go to the shop at trishagoyer.com, you will see a special that I have there and all three of my Pinecraft books, you can buy one and get two free. So these books are set in the Amish community of Pinecraft, Florida. Yes, honestly, there is an Amish community in Pinecraft, Florida. There's about 300 residents that live there year round, but every winter Amish come from all over the nation and sometimes world to go to this community. They snowbird in December and January and February in Florida. So yes, basically this is Amish in flip-flops. And my three books, my series follow three sisters, Lavina and Hope and Faith. And they're sweet romances that share a lot about the community, a lot about family, a lot about our relationships with God. And I recently got a letter from a reader that said, I picked up this book and it ministered to me so much. And she was talking about Made with Love. There's a, a wonderful older Amish woman character that just really speaks to Lavina and just opens up her heart to her. And I love that. And I really have that goal when I write fiction that it's not just a story and characters, but really um, part of the personal path of each of my characters is coming to understand who they are, who God sees them to be, their God's plans for their lives through the course of the book. And um, again, it goes back to the, the verse of the week, which is for we are God's handiwork, creating Christ Jesus to do God's works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So the code for that, if you put made with love, planted with hope and sown with joy into the cart, and then put the coupon code 
two free. You will get two of those books for free, which means that's only $11.99 for all three books. These would be wonderful gifts for grandma, for aunts, for friends, and even preteens and teens. Again, these are Christian books, um, sweet, light romance with a lot of spiritual truth. I think they'd make wonderful gifts. So be sure to check out my shop. And I just hope friends that you will have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.